Hey everyone, Pastor Brendan Witten here. I want to welcome you once again to Toronto City Church and to our online worship experience. I am so glad you're here. I am so excited about the Word of God that we are getting ready to receive today. As you know, we've been going through our Summer Mixtape 2021 series. And so the focus has really been on hearing from different voices, you know, kind of like a mixtape. You put different songs together. We've been hearing from different voices and different people speaking to us just what God is saying to us in this season. And so we started with Pastor Matt Tapley, which was amazing. If you missed it, make sure you hear the Word. There was Pastor Jair, another outstanding Word. Uh, if you missed that one, you want to listen to it too. And then last week we had Pastor Fenu Ipe with us, who also brought an incredible, I mean, all the words have just been incredible. And so it's been a really good build up today, but then I'm especially excited for today because today you actually have the opportunity to hear from five different members of this church family. And what I asked them to share was I asked them to share on what is one thing that God has taught you in this past season. You know, we're in, a, we're in a key time of transition right now. We're coming out the end of the summer, and so naturally there's that transition point. But also just with lockdowns and all the details, you know, even as a church, we're kind of emerging into a new season in the fall. And I thought it'd be so appropriate to hear from different people and say, what's God been teaching you? What's one thing God has really spoken to you over this last season that we need to carry forward into the new season? And so this is your family. Make sure you, you cheer them on, get in the chat, get in the comments, cheer them on as they preach and teach. Each one is really taking time to prepare and pour their heart into this. And I just want us to be celebrating them as they share. And so first up, get ready to hear from Pastor Norma Guerrero. Good morning, church. I am Pastor Norma. I'm so happy to be here with you. And um, the Lord placed this in my heart to share with you today. So during this season, the Lord has been working in me um, in my family, in our church family, deeply. And I feel that the main um, lesson of this pandemic is this. Crises are used by God to form in us what we need in order to fulfill His call in our lives. I'm going to repeat that. Crises are used by God to form in us what we need in order to fulfill His call in our lives. So crises are not, they don't create division. They only expose and reveal the incongruences that we have in our lives. In my own life, as God took me out of the hamster's wheel, um, it exposed my my. Um, in authenticity, my pride, and my self-reliance. As a family, this pandemic has been a blessing because it allows us to have the difficult conversations. For example, and before I move forward, for those who don't know, my husband and I, we have two children, they are in their 20s, and we, for, the, for many years, we've been leading the kids' ministry in Toronto City Church. So in one of our conversations, I asked the kids how they felt growing up the good things and the not so good things. This conversation, um, walls were, that were built up by the lies of the enemy came down. And, 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 and uh, things that we didn't know well uh, were shared. So forgiveness was what both asked and, and granted. In our church family, God forced us out of Sunday church into every day of the week church. I am so proud of you, church family. I saw many of you checking, uh, checking on each other, becoming active in, in intercession, helping your neighbors, delivering food for those who were grieving, sick or in quarantine, focusing on being the answer for other people's needs, even when you yourself were suffering. 
we learn to lift each other's arm up. I receive a fresh revelation of what it meant to be the body of Christ. Ephesians 4, 16, and I'm going to read from verse uh, 15, the, uh, the, the second part. It says, we are to grow up in every way, and that's, that means every single one of us, into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, and that's referring to the church, join and held together in unity by every joint which is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So for the church to grow up, each of us have to grow in relationship with God. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse us. We have to empty ourselves so we can be filled by Him. And that way we can fulfill our call. Also, it said for me, Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12, And he gave the, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, in many translations says pastors, and the teachers, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. I found crazy that as pastor I'm called a minister, when the reality is that every member of the body of Christ is a full-time minister for Jesus Christ. My role, according to Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, is to train, to equip, and empower every believer to do the work of the ministry. And as we move forward, that is my intention. My prayer for all of us is that the fruit that was accomplished by the Holy Spirit in us through this pandemic will remain for the glory of God and the expansion of His kingdom. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Pastor Norma. What a great word to start things off with. We're going to be going from faith to faith. We're going from glory to glory. And so next up, I want you to join me in welcoming Emmanuel Luchima. Good morning. I just wanted to quickly share a couple of things that I've been learning in this season, um, just from my time with God and what He's been doing in my life and with my family's life. So I kind of titled this message, what do, you, what do you do when your expectations don't meet God's intentions? God's intentions, what do you do? Um, the scripture that I have for this is in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So some of you may know or may not know, um, I'm a father of seven, seven kids, and I have two here on earth and I have five in heaven. I say that I have five who hit the target. I always say that if there's one thing that I can teach my kids is to hear God's voice and obey him and know him. And so one of the things that I'm excited about is to see um, my kids in eternity after this life on earth is over. Um, but I just want to share a little bit because God's over the course of like, I think it's been like a 12 year journey now. He's been taking me through seasons that have been similar, but different. And so when I said I have seven kids, um, when my wife and I first got pregnant, we got pregnant with twins. And at the same time, we learned that we're having twins was the same time the doctor was telling us that we're miscarrying twins. And so we were stuck with this, you know, situation where I felt like it was an intersection. We were expecting something, but God was intending to do something. He's always intending to do something in our lives. And so I remember my wife and I just he's sitting there with the news and we felt like we we're going to believe God for a miracle. 
Um, we went through that process of believing God for a miracle, and we never saw the um, expectation that we were expecting. Um, so we had to believe that, God, you're still good. And so one of the things that I see is that God would take you to this place and lead you to a point in time where sometimes our expectations don't line up with what he intends to do. So in those moments, you grab God by the hand and you allow him to take you in a different direction. So sometimes in those moments, you actually have to lay down the dream that you had. Sometimes in that moment, you have to trust him with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And so as we went on, we had we had a while before we were able to get pregnant again. And then we were pregnant with our daughter, Eliana. Um, and she had complications during birth. And what happened is that she lived to be 51 days. And I really felt like we were really locked in because of what happened with our previous kids to really believe God again for a miracle for this child. And came to the end of it, and we didn't see the end of our faith happened the way that we did. And again, I was faced with this situation where I had to trust God with what he intended to do with the situation, even though it didn't line up with what I expected and what I wanted him to do. And so I found myself year after year in this situation with God is saying, okay, God, no matter what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep on trusting you with what, um, what comes and what, what may come and what may go. And I remember you know, coming into the year 2020, I remember hearing God very clearly saying that, you know what, you're supposed to help out here at Toronto City Church, and these are the things that you're supposed to be doing. But before that, he had told us that we were supposed to, like, move, and we we're supposed to do a whole bunch of other things. And one of the things that I want to encourage you, whatever season you might be in, um, be close enough to the Lord to hear him, even if he tells you to go in the opposite direction of what you were expecting, or even sometimes what he told you to do. And that's one of the things I had to learn to do with God in each one of these situations. I don't have time to go through every single um, time where I had to trust God in these things, particularly with our kids. But I remember God saying, he's like, are you going to be close enough to me to hear what I'm saying, and then not just hear what he's saying, but also listen and obey to what he's telling you to do. Because I found myself that in doing so, I'm able to actually be able to find the 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 best, like the promised land, I would say, the best situation lines up when you actually follow God's way. And coming back to that scripture where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's like everything that everything of who I am needs to be able to trust him. There's not an area where I can't say, oh, you know what, that area I'm just going to keep to myself. Then it says, lean out on your understanding. So I have to be able to listen to what doesn't sometimes make sense to me. And then in everything, I acknowledge him. It doesn't matter big, small, little, like anything that I, I have in my hands or I'm thinking about, I want to acknowledge God through it. And then I believe that he's going to direct my path. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are in the season, to, you know, go through that same process of saying, I'm going to trust you, God, with all my heart, lean out on my own understanding, and in all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you, and you're going to direct my path. Thank you, Emmanuel. Such great insight. You better make sure you're taking notes on all these people, because they're just dropping the word. And so we're moving on now, and we're just going to keep going forward. Join me in welcoming Timotheus Green. Good morning, Toronto City Church. My name is Timotheus, and I'm so glad I have an opportunity to bring a word of encouragement to you today. Do you have a dream, a prophetic word, something that you've been believing for, uh, that you're believing to manifest in your life? One of the things I've noticed in this season is that 
one of the hardest things to do is be patient when you're almost at the finish line, when your breakthrough is almost there. In 1 Corinthians 9.24, it says, Don't you realize that the race in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. What really unlocked for me out of this verse was that when we are believing for something, um, and we know that it takes a certain amount of time, um, we make peace with that process. We know that, you know, uh, growth takes time. We understand that, you know, maybe when we're younger and we want things right now, but as we, we mature and things like that, we know that things take a certain amount of time and we make peace with that process. But sometimes when that breakthrough is just around the corner, when our, you know, the answer that we've been believing for, we've been praying for over these years, um, is just around the corner. We could feel it. We could sense it in our spirit. That is when we pump the brakes and eventually stop the very breakthrough that we are believing for. What I mean by this, well, I'll give you guys an example. My wife and I have been believing or ha to, yeah, have been believing to be out of debt for about seven years now. And uh, we budgeted, we worked, we did everything to pay off our debt. We, you know, the process was there um, at the beginning of the year. And yet the process was there. You know, we're paying down the debt. We're seeing the results. You know, we're pushing through. Um, and at the beginning of this year, we realized that we're almost close, like we're pretty close to paying off our debt. But this is when it was the hardest part for me or the hardest time for me, because uh, one of the prerequisites of paying off our debt or one of the things that my wife told me uh, when we we're about to pay off our debt, she goes like, uh, she knew I wanted a PS5. You know, as many of you guys know, I'm a gamer. I play video games and things like that. And a PS5 released and I was going like, okay, I really want the PS5. And she goes like, you know what? The reward for us paying off your, our debt and everything is that you can get the PS5. So, you know, uh, many of you may or may not know this, but there's a lot of shortages with the PS5s and things like that. And, you know, um, you know, I could see that we're about to pay off our debt. We're about to pay off all this stuff. And we're in early April. We're so close. But you know what? I'm, I, the PS5 was in stock and I want to buy it. And I want to buy it on credit because I'm going like, hey, we're so close, whatever. It's kind of a reward for, you know, we're paying off our debt. Um, you know, and I wanted it so badly. I wanted to pay it off in a debt and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I had to learn in that process to still be patient, even though breakthrough was so close, was still around the corner. And um, thankful, praise the Lord, we actually end up paying off our debt in May. But um, and I end up getting the PS5 because after we, we paid off that stuff. And it just showed me a lesson of, you know, being patient, even when that that breakthrough is around the corner. The problem is when we are standing and fighting for so long towards a goal, you, we have the tendency to reward ourselves. And that is very good, you know, like if you're working towards uh, finishing your school, you're working towards certain targets or whatever, it's good to reward yourself after those things. But sometimes the temptation is there to reward ourselves prematurely. And uh, for example, another for ex example of this is when you're trying to walk in purity, you're walking in purity uh, for a certain amount of time. Maybe you're walking in singleness for a bit, you know, and uh, you've been doing that for a couple of years, but then you find the one. You find the person that you're, you're about to marry, you maybe you get engaged, different things like that. And that's when the enemy starts to ramp up temptation. That's when the, the, the temptation is even, I would say, even at its greatest. Um, and that's where the enemy wants to derail you to get off your eyes, off your target, get, off, get your eyes off of what you've been believing for and, that, and, and throw you off course. And even though that the end is in sight. 
An enemy uses this to shipwreck the journey and development we have gained through the process of patience. So anyways, uh, in closing, I just want to say to you guys to continue to look onto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Um, he's the one. He's the one that's going to keep us in focus. And as we do that, we stay the course. We're going to see the breakthrough that God has for us. Well, Timo, thank you. Man, it just keeps getting stronger and stronger. Everyone is just connecting. You can see how the Holy Spirit's weaving these together and just building one from the next. And so now I want you to join me in welcoming the Overseas Our Youth. It does a lot of things around our church family. But join me, please, in welcoming Paul Martin. What's up, church family? I have the privilege of sharing one key thing God has taught me over this past season. And that one thing he has been speaking to me about is keeping your eyes on me. Um, as we know, this past year, there have been so many things drawn for attention. Uh, I don't think I've seen in my since I've been alive something that like this past year, COVID, everything going on uh, that has been drawn for attention is, and it's keeping us focused on certain big issues. And that can be nerve wracking and cause anxiety and just stress. But the Lord has been telling me, keep your eyes on me. And it's amazing that even before 2020 started, I have been hearing him say, you know, spend time with me, spend more time with me in your word, uh, in prayer, uh, really increase your time in prayer. And that's what he's been saying. And one thing he's also a uh, point I want to just share with you guys and focus on what he's been telling me is do not allow the spirit of this age to take hold of your mind. There is a battle going on for our mind right now, not just for our mind, but for our kids' minds. And the enemy knows that if he can let you see things that would make you doubt, cause worry um, and anxiety, even anger, uh, he can distract you from seeking him with all of your, uh, seeking God with all of your heart. And there are a lot of things out there. And, and one thing I'll say is if you re recognize and realize you're spending a lot of time listening or watching things that cause feelings of anxiety, uh, stress, worry, and doubt, you need to shut those things off. Uh, turn that TV off, uh, turn your phone off. Uh, there's certain things that you know are distracting you. You need to renew your mind and start listening to God's word, whether it be messages or spending time for yourself in his word, uh, meditating on it, not just reading it, meditating. And one verse that I wanna share with you guys is Romans 12, two, where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God and is good and acceptable and perfect. So we need some strong discernment in these times, guys, because there are a lot of there's a lot of information out there. Some of it is true. Some of it sounds true. So we have to have this spirit of discernment to decide what we're supposed to listen to and also continually asking the Holy Spirit of where where we need to go in this. And, and the question you need to ask yourself is, am I responding to certain media outlets or to the news or headlines the same way the world is. You gotta like, really ponder that. Am I responding the same way everybody else is? Uh, an example, if you hear case numbers are rising, we've heard a lot about that when it comes to COVID last year. How did that make you feel? Um, certain injustices you've seen, how did that make you feel? And uh, believers, we are definitely for justice. We definitely wanna see um, justice happen and take place. But we also have to remember, we have to know what godly justice is and we have to know the difference between worldly justice at the same time. So all of these things that God was speaking to me about that I was seeing this past year, and he was always saying, keep your eyes on me because I will tell you what's true. So you do not be deceived. So you'll have strong discernment along the way and not be taken out because we are living in that time now where information is so available, but you have to be able to discern 
uh, the right from wrong at the same time, right? Uh, one thing that we also tend to worry about is when it comes to, you know, if it comes to COVID or comes to uh, provision, Psalm 91 has helped me out a lot. Just praying it over myself, over my family, reading that all the time. I encourage you, really dig into Psalm 91. Uh, that has been my go-to this past season. Uh, whether it be finances are lacking, if finances are lacking for you guys right now, ask the Lord what is his will for you in this season with regard to that. Um, he'll provide for you, or he'll even give you ideas, creative ideas of what he wants you to do to increase your finances. Um, if you, say if you couldn't work. Um, you know, Seeking him in that secret place is where you'll get those answers. Ephesians 5, 7, 5, 15, 17 says, look carefully then how you walk not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understanding what the will of the Lord is is so key for us church right now. Understanding his will. We are believing for revival. We're believing for souls coming into his kingdom. But we, he is, I, I sense that he's really been putting us to the fire and he's really been uh, just purifying us in this time so we can be prepared for that. So we have to know what God's will is. So I want to close off by saying no one knows what lies ahead for any of us. So we all have plans and dreams, but the times and seasons of life are in God's hands, right? Sooner or later, we will come in a dangerous pass where the way ahead seems to be washed out. At that moment, we can panic and fall into terrible trouble, or we can fix our eyes on the Lord Jesus and hear him say, in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Follow me and I'll make your path straight. Amen. So I just want to encourage you guys with that for today. Well, thank you, Paul. Definitely some insight there that all of us need to make sure we're holding on to as we go forward. And so last but not least, uh, I've been really excited about everyone sharing, but I'm particularly biased about our last guest speaker because our last speaker is none other than my mom. And so I want you to join me in welcoming Sharon Witten as she closes things off. Good morning. My name is Sharon Witten. And I just want to share with you one thing that the Lord has really been teaching me in this past season. Um, I am a person who loves to be in some semblance of control. I like routine. I like to know where things are going. And the one thing that I've been learning in this season is that I am not in control. I can't control the things that are going on in the world around about me. But one thing I can do is I can control my responses to what's going on around about me. Um, how do I do that with so much going on in the world? Uh, you know, news reports, fear, uncertainty, social pressure to conform. That's a challenge. And frankly, um, trying to do that on my own, I would be out of control. In this season, the Holy Spirit has highlighted a very familiar passage of scripture for me. I'm going to read it um, out of Matthew 6, 33 to 34 in the Amplified Bible. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, when I was uh, reading uh, my devotions at the beginning of the year, I was reading um, in the message and the message translation of that verse says, steep yourself, steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. Tomorrow. 
God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. I really heard the Lord saying to me, because it was uh, a challenge for me, liking to have control, it was a challenge for me to to really uh, do this, to to give my entire attention to what God is doing. I I I heard the Holy Spirit saying, Sharon, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Trying to uh, figure it out, prepare, it's not a wise use of your time. So give your attention to what I'm doing. So um, how am I doing? Well, uh, Ephesians 6, 23 in the Amplified Bible says, be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. So that's what's happening in my life. It's my ongoing assignment to be continually renewed in the spirit of my mind, to keep practicing what um, giving my attention to what God is doing. Um, this is how I do it. I spend time in the word, reading, meditating, speaking it, praying it, giving my full attention to God's word. The word, God's word says it's living and it's active. It's powerful. It's full of life. I need that life. I need that life in this season, not just for myself, but to impart to my family, to my friends, those who I'm connected with. Spending time in prayer. Um, I'm talking to God uh, about my personal things. I, I Corporate times, prayer calls, Zoom calls, Praying in tongues. I need this. I need this to help to keep myself uh, stable, to keep myself moving in a good direction. Um, I'm diligent to, and committed to get together with the family of God. We have many opportunities to do that online. Now we've opened up Friday nights, uh, connections. Uh, these times of gathering are so critical, but they're also helpful because they give me fresh fuel. They give me hope. They give me inspiration. It cuts off isolation. And that's so important because that's what the enemy wants to do is he wants to keep us isolated, cut off from one another. And I'm not going to have any part of that. And finally, I listen to preaching and teaching of the word, testimonies of what God is doing right now. I need that to fuel myself, to give myself hope, to, uh, to ex- uh, you know, what to expect, to expect of God, that God says to us, expect of me. So um, I, I want to hear what he's doing in the lives of other people, what he's doing through ministries, so that I have that expectation in my heart. And every time a negative thought or a negative report comes and tries to weigh me down, I can speak the word of God. I can bring to remembrance the testimonies that I've heard and to challenge what the enemy's trying to do. Um, and, and so just I, I encourage you, just like I encourage myself, that you give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. We don't control tomorrow. God controls tomorrow. So give your tomorrows, give yourself to God, give your tomorrows to God, and you'll be in a good place. Amen. Well, there we have it. We have finished our five by five. Mom, thank you so much for bringing such a great word. I love you, Mom. You're amazing. But thank you so much, not just to you, but to everybody who shared. I mean, wasn't that good today? I, how would you, I love five by fives because I love hearing. You know, often we go to church together and we get time to converse, but I just love hearing from different members of our church family. I love 
hearing what God's been sharing them. I love seeing the anointing that's on their life and just how it impacts and, and, and the difference it makes. So I just want to say a very special thank you today for Pastor Norma, for Emmanuel, for Timotheus, for Paul, and for my mom. Thank you, each one of you, for sharing and encouraging us as a church family. I know every single one of us have been touched and impacted and blessed. And I'm looking forward to in the future, we're going to be doing more five by fives now that we're getting back into rhythm. And we're going to be hearing from more people in key times in our church family. Because what I love about here at Toronto State Church is it's not just built on Pastor Brennan or Pastor Sharon. It's not just built on a few pastors or a few leaders, but it is a whole team of us who are rolling together in the kingdom of God. Amen. All right. Well, before we go today, I want to make sure that we, we there's just something so important we can't miss. And that is giving people an opportunity to commit your life to Jesus. If you're watching this today, maybe you stumbled on this or a friend invited you or maybe you've been watching for a while, but you know that you are not right with God. I want to encourage you today that God loves you with an everlasting love. He, he loves you so much, but you and I, we've been separated from this love of God by sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So because of sin, we deserve death. And it doesn't just mean physical death. It's talking about spiritual death or eternal death. Every one of us deserve eternal death. You, me, I'm not just pointing to you or talking about you. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about all of us. Now that's the bad news. Here's the good news. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came, he died and he rose again, and he gave us a free gift of salvation. And he said, if you'll turn your back on sin, you'll put your faith and trust in me. I will deliver you. I'll set you free. and I'll give you this gift of eternal life. God has this gift for you today, but you know how it works with gifts. It can be right there for you, but you still have to receive it, don't you? And so I want to encourage you. I want to just ask you from the bottom of my heart today, if you're not right with God, don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait for another time. Do it today. You know, uh, uh, I've said this many times, but there's, there's uh, a phrase or, or someone said recently that the devil doesn't have to get us to say no to Jesus. He just has to get us to say not today enough times. Don't say not today. You know you need him in your life. Make that decision today. And so if you know you need to be right with God or you know to give your life back to him, I want to invite you and encourage you to say this prayer with me right now. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin and I commit my life to you. Forgive me, free me, fill me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you. God has heard you and God has answered your prayer. I know that seems to some people, oh, that's too easy. No, that's just, that's how amazing the gospel is. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. But here's the deal. You've now come into right relationship with God. Now he wants you to walk with him. And we would love to be able to support you, to stand with you as you start this walk with Christ. If you could click the button on the screen to let us know you prayed this prayer. And then if you could, uh, we'd want to get you a Bible, want to back you up. We want to just support you in wherever we can. So just let us know. Click the button, reach out to us, or maybe a friend invited you to watch this. Let them know that you committed your life to Christ so we can back you and support you. Because none of us can do this alone. We need each other. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, it's been so good to be here, Dan. Once again, thank you to all our five for five speakers. You guys were amazing. You did an incredible job. 
Thank you so much. I know each one of us were touched and impacted and blessed by you sharing what God is speaking to you and you sharing what God is doing in your life. So have an amazing Sunday. It's the last Sunday of August. Can you believe it? We're going to be back next weekend for a Healing School Sunday. And then we're really excited coming into September. Make sure you're staying tuned in online. Make sure you're up to speed. You know where we're starting, how we're launching. All the information's for you. We'll be sending out emails. We'll be keeping you in the loop. But we're really excited about the fall. And we're excited about a new season moving forward as a church family and we are excited about what God is going to do. I am believing God this fall for a move of God in our church family. And I don't say that to be churchy. I really mean it, guys. And I encourage you, I ask you, pray with me, agree with me that we are going to have an unprecedented move of God in our church and that will spread into our city in whatever way possible. And pray for every church because we need it. Our world needs it. Our city needs it. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We love you guys. Have an amazing Sunday.